This is the Toward a New World podcast with your host, Corinna Stoffel. As a space for all things regarding the global collective transition we are in, we have conversations about transition, separation, and connection regarding oneself, others, and the earth. The aim is to educate, empower, and inspire. Welcome. Here we are again, another week. And the subject for today is to look at what is real, what do we consider normal? And we have been entrained that real, this reality is real. Everything else is either imagination, fantasy, uh, magical thinking, or even woo. And the argument for this reality being real is that science can actually prove the reality of it in every aspect of this life. So let's look at a few things. Individual units contained in bodies, meaning us humans, are separate from each other. We can't know, or better said, I cannot know what you are thinking. Is that true? Or what you are feeling? Is that true? Empaths talk about that they can perceive the space other people are in. And the reality, the real reality, is that thoughts are energy. And energy can be perceived. Let's look at something else. Medicine believes in genetics. When uh, I had moved and needed a new internal medicine uh, practitioner, I was given a questionnaire and a big part of it is what diseases, illnesses did my parents, did my grandparents have. So basically, Medicine believes in genetics because that if my parents or grandparents had something, then I am more uh, predisposed to that. But they don't believe in epigenetics, which actually means that it is my life experience that determines where I'm going, what I'm developing. Interesting difference. Healthcare. I'm almost chuckling in the meantime on the term healthcare. Maybe we should rename it as death prevention. Because if I really look at it, how much Is it, oh, you have those systems, take these pills uh, to get better. Hardly anybody is asking 
what's your life experience? What uh, intense uh, experiences did you have that could have a physical meaning health impact? And science, interestingly, has proven that it's just not part of the education that the doctor goes through. What is real? What is normal? The fear of death? I mean, pandemic truly showed us that we have a tremendous fear of death. Separation. We feel we're separate. Even in the Oxford Dictionary, we defined nature as everything opposed to human. So we are separate from nature. But is that true? We, we act that way. That is correct. And acting that way and believing that we are separate from nature actually leads to fear. We are afraid of nature. And how often is nature described as being against us? And that fear of being separate also leads to a scarcity thinking. If I'm separate from you, then I have to be in the job market in competition with you. Then I have to earn money, more money than you, because there is not enough money to go around. Hmm. We have needs. We develop needs. We need to be right. We need to be good enough. We need to fill in the blank. It's actually any of the needs that we perceive. It leads our sense of separation and our scarcity thinking leads to a destruction of the environment. We have to get in order to fill that deep void that's in here, the deep void that gets created as a result of attachment disorder. We are not attached to nature or to the earth, yet we are of nature and the earth. It's not star material that our bodies are made of. It's earth materials that our bodies are made of. Uh, I started reading Gabor Mate's book, Beyond uh, the Myth of Normal. And it's assumed that it is normal behavior for us people that we are competitive, that we are selfish. Yet, if we look at the history, would we be here today 
if thousands and thousands of years back, we would have been selfish and competitive and not being willing to share, being willing to collaborate, we probably would have been extinct by now. So what we label normal, how far is that something that is determined by men, but not necessarily anything that is natural, that is healthy. So normal responses to abnormal behavior or abnormal circumstances, as he talks about in his book, like racism, a woman being raped. Are those normal circumstances? There is a healthy response with withdrawing, with fighting back, and it is a normal response for the body to, to have a physical reaction to that. And yet that physical reaction we consider abnormal. PTSD is abnormal. From my perspective, if a young man comes back from a, a military uh, situation uh, and were, or from war and has developed PTSD, that is a reaction that in a way helps him survive. It's not abnormal, but the moment that person comes back, the PTSD is supposed to be gone. And if it is still there, then it is abnormal. Does that make any sense to anybody else? I mean, it's pretty obvious from my perspective. So reality is not necessarily normal. Reality, as we describe it, is not natural. It's not natural because it's been decided and it's been created by man, not by nature. We're not following nature's laws the way nature is working. In nature, there is collaboration. And we, looking through our lenses and with the ideas of what we consider normal and abnormal, are we actually able to see what is going on in nature? Are we able to see 
that if a tree in a new forest dies, that is a death due to competition. Is it death due to competition? Or is that tree willing to give up its life, willing to return the nutrients to the earth in order to support the trees around it? Slightly different perspective. So where are we? I already talked about that sharing and collaboration are normal. But have you ever perceived the energy of another person? Have you ever talked to your pet? if you have one, or to an animal for that matter. Have you experienced synchronicities? That's all not normal. Synchronicities are magical thinking. That we give events and we think they are synchronous, but in reality, it's just happenstance. Have you ever experienced that God, the universe, nature, however you want to call it, has your back and is actually supporting you in what you would like to bring to the world. Hmm. I have. For me, this is actually relatively normal. If I am living on purpose, then nature, God, the universe, they are willing to support what I'm doing. And it may not always look the way I intended or I decided it should be looking. But then I'm also willing to acknowledge that nature, cosmos, universe, God are a little bit bigger than me, have a little bit of bigger perspective than me. And so I am an allowance for it, not necessarily being the way I'm thinking it should be from a limited perspective. What if normal, what we consider normal, what we consider reality is actually a virtual reality? I mean, you probably have heard and experienced virtual reality uh, there is the, the 3D goggles that you can have in movie theaters. There are those goggles that show you a reality. You, if you are a Star Trek fan, then you probably heard about the holodeck where they could go and experience being on Earth again while they were, you know, forever long 
in space. We've all heard about virtual reality, but that is something strange. That is something magical, some, you know, fantasy that has nothing to do with reality. Hmm. What if we live in a virtual reality? Being removed from nature, how much are we willing to follow the ways nature is doing things? For years, I have made it a practice to look at how nature deals with situations. When I was stumped about something that was going on in my life, and I have to admit, doing that has given me a lot of insights and broadened the way I'm looking at things. And if you would ask me right now, give me an example, I have to admit, I'd be hard pressed to come up with an example, uh, especially since I haven't prepared for that. But uh, I just know it's, oh, here is one example that comes. I remember uh, being in Yellowstone sitting in the car while it was pouring rain and still observing one group of elk approach another group of elk. It was all females. Usually the female, there is a female lead male with each group. And you, I could perceive that back and forth can we join? The weather is, is lousy. And for me, I was observing the lead mirror, how it was going about, and thinking about leadership. How do we do leadership? Leadership is often that has often that confrontive element. Not that asking, how do you feel if I join you? How do you feel if we collaborate in this situation? That is usually not considered part of leadership. And it was really interesting for me to observe how those two groups of elk were working together and slowly becoming one. Not necessarily what easily happens in the human realm. So, what if not fear is the dominant motivator? Which, if you really look at it, how much is fear? A motivator. It may not be the obvious one, the first one, but let's say greed. If someone is greedy, if you really look at it, underneath the greed, there is fear of not having enough. 
And so I need to grab before everybody else takes it and I won't get it. So what if not fear is the primary motivation, but love, and I'm not talking about romantic love. I'm talking about the energy of care, deep, deep caring of love. What if that is the motivation for us? Would we then have wars? Would then be, would it then be easy to kill somebody, even if it's out of desperation? Would it be easy to destroy the environment? Hmm. Slightly different perspective. How would you live that if love is your motivation? And would that change the way you look at the world? I'm leaving you to think about that afterwards. What world would be living if love was the motivation? Probably quite a different world. So can you get why I'm calling the reality that we consider normal is a reality that I call a virtual reality because it is not natural. It is not contributing to the survival of, the, of any species and particularly to the human species. With the current uh, climate change, do we have the problem that we may go extinct. Not tomorrow. It'll take a while. But that is a definite possibility if nothing is changing. And how much are we already on the road of changing things? Or are we still continuing business as usual? I mean, we've known about climate change since the 80s. That's 40 years. And yet the emissions have gone up and up and up and are still going up. And the beauty is that a lot of people are getting frustrated. And you may be well one of those people. So the question is for me, are we willing to live from a space that is different, that is considered in this reality abnormal, but because the space we live from, that we operate from, 
The deep caring is an energy that is being put into the world. And biologists have talked about morphic fields and the fact that if there is a critical number reached, then as a sudden, everything flips. Do some research on Rupert Sheldrake and the morphic fields, if that is of interest to you. Also, if we live from a deep caring, are we then still believing that everybody needs to conform to a certain set of rules, needs to conform to certain beliefs? What if we become sensitive enough to notice that hurting others is actually, in the end, hurting me too. It's just I'm pushing it away so much that I'm not willing to see. And what would that mean to our actions? I really want to leave you with a lot of things to contemplate this time. What if, what if, what if you're the one who can ask the specifics? What if I do this? What if I do that? How would my life look like? And I'm curious to hear, or please post it in the comment section below. And let me know how this impacted you. Take care until next week. Bye-bye.